how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're vital. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome back to Creative Principles. I am your host, Brock Swinson. Now, normally this is where I interview amazing writers, screenwriters, authors, creatives, musicians, all types. But over the next 15 or 16 episodes, we're doing something very special and actually giving away my first book, Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers, the full audiobook over these next several episodes. If it's your first time here, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We will be back to interviews very soon. But this is part of my mission this year to give away 100,000 copies of my book. So if you haven't already grabbed your copy, go over to brockswinson.com. You'll see a link to the PDF. That's a digital download and audiobook, which you're about to listen to here. You'll also see at brockswinson.com access to things like the free 30-day prolific writing challenge and also some other challenges built around writing, such as the Upwork Unfair Advantage, which will teach you how to be a six-figure freelancer. You can also find courses such as how to write a nonfiction book in 12 weeks and some upcoming screenwriting and TV writing courses as well, along with my brand new one-on-one mentorship, Storyteller Launchpad. All that's over at brockswinson.com, but now let's jump into Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. In this book, which I wrote around episode 250 of the podcast, across these episodes, you'll learn things like how to annihilate a writer's block by embracing the playful trickster mentality or how to weaponize your anxiety with the different is better approach, how to defend your time with the calendar anorexia mindset, what it means to create ruthless prioritization and use the urgent versus important system, and probably most importantly, how to avoid self-sabotage. It's all on the pages of Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. And make sure to join my email list to learn about my upcoming book, The Self-Reliant Artist. All that's over at brockswinson.com. Chapter 9, Away from the Desk You waste years by not being able to waste hours. Amos Tversky as you know, preparation is everything, but there's still another factor that separates lifetime writers from online hobbyists, space. It's the amount of time between the words, or the white space from project to project, idea to idea, creation to creation. We spent probably two weeks writing out the biographies of each and every one of the characters, said Dan Levy about his comedy series Shit's Creek. That was one of the greatest gifts my dad, Eugene Levy, gave me. Because I just really wanted to write, and he was the one who said that we needed to take the time to figure out who the people are first, and that the writing was last, the icing on the cake. When you've gone through all your notes and there's still something missing, sometimes the only thing left to do is step away from the work. This is an area of writing that's rarely talked about, because it feels like giving up. Sometimes people think they're suffering from writer's block, when it's merely writer's fatigue. However, if you're truly stuck, sometimes it just takes a little time. When you put in the hours, work on more than one project at a time, and set a determined schedule, you can start to develop the wisdom to know when you're hitting a wall or when you're just being lazy. More often than not, it's the latter, but sometimes you just need recovery from the grind. 
I feel moments of peace in cheap rooms, just staring at the knobs of some dresser or listening to the rain in the dark. The less I needed, the better I felt, says writer Charles Bukowski. The same is true when you're digging through old files, shifting through note cards, or reading previously crumbled legal pad notes, and simply can't put your finger on what should happen next, or how to make a smooth transition between point to point. This roadblock doesn't mean you should go watch television for 12 hours, scroll through social media again, or leave your laptop at home and go away every other weekend. What it means is that you might need to take a walk, or read something in a similar genre, or do the dishes, or literally just get some sleep. The trick is letting your subconscious work on the problems while you're sleeping or doing some mindless task. Like any job, the revelations generally come between sprints of work. Your subconscious is at work for you in the same manner you don't have to think about when you need to breathe or blink. If you can force problem solving into off mode, then your own mode will grow to unforeseen levels of creativity. My office looks like an episode of Hoarders with an overflowing collection of books and papers, jokes Sam Shaw. Sometimes research can be a way of procrastinating, but I have to think my way into whatever I'm about to write. There is a lot of reading, pacing, and walking. Then when I have the loaded gun of a deadline to my head, I dive in and write a first draft as quickly as I can. It's during the pacing and walking that the best ideas often rise to the surface. The best ideas come when I'm not writing, says Halmari Helander. I try to remember that you don't need to bang your head in an office, but you can actually do something else which will be more useful for your day and your writing. Sometimes you need to do something else to figure out the writing problem. Saying something else isn't exactly a formula for success, but the best writers and thinkers seem to focus on repetitive, simple tasks as a break from the intense focus it takes to put words on the page. Albert Einstein kept his job at a patent office to free his mind. David Sedaris famously walks miles and miles picking up garbage every single day. Tim Ferriss, quote, brain dumps mindless thoughts into, quote, morning pages journal to clear his mind and get his day started with a fresh perspective. Through the oddities of rest and reserve, you can find something unique. Art is where you find it, says John McPhee. Fiction, in my view, is much harder to do than fact, because the fiction writer moves forward by trial and error, while the fact writer is working with a certain body of collected material and could set up structure beforehand. If fiction is your calling, put in the work. If memoirs are your calling, put in the work. A fiction writer starts with meaning and then manufactures events to represent it. A memoirist starts with events, then derives meaning from them, writes Marie Carr. Sometimes you need the moments of rest even when your outline is perfect. Sometimes there's even more to the story that only comes from time away from the project. Sometimes you just need to close your eyes while the story finds you. I can't say, here are the 12 steps you need to make a perfect film, admits Ken Burns. But I can tell you that keeping an investigative curiosity going delivers you stuff you never thought you'd get. Burns likes to jump between phases to keep the work fresh. He doesn't necessarily focus on research, then filmmaking, then editing. Research will often creep its way into the story throughout the process over and over again. At other times, a subject will simply unlock something that changes the entire dynamic of his documentary series. From this unique perspective, he's been able to cover vast topics such as the Civil War, Thomas Jefferson, Frank Lloyd Wright, jazz, baseball, the Dust Bowl, Jackie Robinson, the Vietnam War, country music, and Muhammad Ali, while putting his personal touch on each. The same idea is true for collaboration, as projects like films or even books with great editors require a sort of collaboration to connect with an audience. 
Burns says, filmmaking is always symphonic. That is to say, it's multiple instruments working at the same time. These days, Burns is also more of a producer for many projects, so he's gone from freelance filmmaker to entrepreneur filmmaker, where he now hires the best of the best to bring his projects and visions to life. This isn't for everyone, but it's one way to evolve your work as an artist, or what Dan Sullivan might call the who-not-how method. Time away from the work creates a reward as the words then start to flow. When the words start to flow, another reward of rest follows. It's a circular motion of creativity. The rest allows for the work to flow. The work creates peace of mind to get some rest. It's the same as a workout. The muscles actually grow during recovery. If you recover well, you can bring more to your workout in a circular motion of ambition. When I do manage to carve out space, it's a sense of reward, muses Luke Davies. I'm going to switch my brain off for a while. A month would be beautiful, where I just jump in the ocean several times a day. It's a nice experience when you let go, but there's also anxiety of, I hope they understand this. I think you just have to make peace with that. Everything moves forward and you keep working and look forward to the next thing if the last thing didn't work. With this mindset of stoicism, not only do you get to relax, but you get to stop worrying about the success and failure of any given project. There are several irons in the fire rather than one chance at success. Research, write, recover, repeat. If you can't enjoy this fairest will of a journey, then there's no room for you at the table. But if you embrace the idea, you can write as long as your body and mind allow you to do so, and with the optimism that you will find great success among the failures. I go through life assuming nothing is going to work out, confesses Matson Tomlin. Whether you call it stoicism or pessimism, assuming nothing will happen actually helps the journey. That served me well, he continues, because a lot of things don't work out. For every success that I've had, there are literally about 10 failures behind it. I don't let those failures trip me up. If I get a call that says, this thing you've been working on for three years isn't happening, sorry, that hurts and stings, but I don't let it stop me. That's fine because I'm already working on my next five things anyway. Tomlin adds, you have to have the resiliency to get back up. The quicker you get back up, the more productive you can be. You can take more shots because you're up off the ground more. Through rest comes resiliency, but you must have the wisdom to know the difference between when you need a break and when you're giving an excuse. In some ways, it's more about how often this barrier steps in your path. Writers like David Sedaris find stories by exploring life. He says, be engaged with the world and the subject will sit in your lap. Sedaris does this in a number of ways that work for him. He makes sure to speak to cab drivers, thousands of fans, everyone he comes across at a dinner party, and then he starts to ask them intriguing questions. Have you touched a monkey recently? He asked one woman, who ironically responded, Oh, can you smell it on me? It turns out she worked with animals. Nothing too strange here. But that's the sort of insanity you need to think about to write compelling personal essays. For Sedaris, this isn't work. It's what comes between the work to inspire more work. He also likes to guess people's ages, which he claims to be good at because he might do it for a few thousand people while signing autographs at his lectures. Sedaris also workshops his stories like a comedian by telling them in front of live audiences and literally crossing out sections or making adjustments at the podium in real time. That's commitment to the craft. Other writers find rest in different types of creative freedoms. Many great writers are also bad artists. Visual arts help express what later becomes incredible prose. David Lynch likes to paint. Truman Capote liked to make collages. Kurt Vonnegut liked to draw. In terms of resting my brain, I might pick up a paintbrush or pencil, which slows everything down, says cinematographer Trevor Forrest. 
Painting is slower in terms of progress, but I think it teaches you more about the details. Photography teaches you about time, moments, emotions, and catching those emotions in the moment. So whether it's actual rest, playing video games, sketching, walking around your neighborhood, or anything in between, allow your mind to wander so the words find their way back to you. In other words, if you find yourself overly busy, it's a problem, not a solution. You need to work on multiple projects so you can transition from inspiration to inspiration, but if you're doing too much work merely for the paycheck, meaning work that doesn't inspire you, it's time to cut back. The paycheck you seek will come if you allow room to breathe. The secret of doing good research is always to be a little underemployed, says the character Amos Tversky in Michael Lewis's novel Up. You waste years by not being able to waste hours. Waste time watching a movie with your spouse. Waste time growing and pruning a pristine garden. Waste time reading a favorite novel in your favorite coffee shop, but then get back to work. Your subconscious mind does more writing than you think, writes William Zinser. While you slept, your writer's mind didn't. A writer is always working. At the same time, just because your mind is on overload doesn't mean you can jump right back into something after a major goal. Find your time to rest or you will inevitably burn out. As Lewis Carroll says, At any given time, I usually have eight new ideas. I need time between projects. It's like a tank filling up. I can't just go from one to the other. Think about your points of rest as a simple course correction for the mind. If an airplane wishes to fly around the globe, it has to course correct the entire time. On a trip of that length, veering off one degree would mean arriving 500 miles away from the desired destination. The same is true for rest and recovery. Without course correcting from time to time, you will inevitably find yourself on the wrong route. What's worse, you're potentially setting yourself up to crash and burn. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. If it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.